Hey besties. So if you're anything like me, you always want to know like things right away. Like want to be one of the very first people for everything, right? Well, I got you. So if you sign up for the VIP section newsletter that we have, it's absolutely free. You get to listen to podcast episodes the night before I release them to anybody else, you know, before I post on social media, whatever. Um, you get behind the scenes coverage. You get to know about a lot of different things that we've got, whether it's sponsors or sponsorship packages, because you guys were the first ones to know whenever I let out packages as well. Um, when the YouTube channel started, all of this, you get to be the first ones to know. So if you are into getting that exclusivity, definitely check that out. Also, our Instagram channel, um, check that out as well because I post some behind the scenes stuff on there. Um, and I definitely posted some behind the scenes stuff from Talladega in that group. So go check that out and um, subscribe to the newsletter. It's absolutely free. And that's just my way of thanking you guys for supporting the podcast. Now, on to the episode. Welcome to Race Wife Unfiltered, hosted by your favorite bougie race wife, Rachel Thornhill. Every week, she shares stories of her life as a race wife and other women in motorsports, giving them a platform so their voices can be heard. Hey guys, welcome back to Race Wife Unfiltered. I am your host, Rachel Thornhill, and today we have a special guest with us. Uh, she is 17 years old. She is uh, over in the UK, so it's very late where she is right now. Um, she is in the Janetta Championship Series, and she drives for uh, SVG Motorsports, and she's also in Motorsport Academy UK. So welcome, Leona Theobald. Hi, Leona. Thank you very much for having me. Hello. Yeah, no, I'm I'm glad you were able to take time out of your schedule, especially because of how late it is where you are <laughs> to do this interview uh, that late. So no, I appreciate it, and I know you're in I know you're in college, so you know you're taking time out of that as well. So that actually will be my first question: How are you balancing racing and school and just everything? <laughs> yeah, so. When I did my GCSEs that we have over here, that was quite difficult because school was still full time, Monday to Friday. Um, test days and race weekends, it was really difficult to balance. But with the academy, this week I've just started my second year with them. Um, so it's Motorsport UK Academy and it's partnered with Loughborough College. So one of the, like, the biggest sporting colleges over here in the UK. And it's amazing. It's Monday to Thursday. So you have your Fridays free for your test days. Um, and it's twice a month, um, so we only go in two weeks, so it's perfect for your training and testing. So it, it's much easier now that I'm with the academy to balance, and they definitely make it easier and support us along the way. Oh, well, that's good. I'm, I'm glad that it's a lot easier for you to manage. 
But um, obviously for people here in the U.S., most of us are not familiar with the Janetta series. So if you can tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, so Janetta is a British brand. Um, it's based in the north of England and it's quite a small a small brand compared to bigger ones like BMW and Mini that everyone's heard of. Um, but they have a few different championships. I first started racing with them in 2021 uh, in the Janetta Junior Series. So I did the Winter Series and then went on to do the whole championship last year. Um, and then this year I've moved into their GT Pro car. Um, so it's a bit bigger, a bit of a bigger engine. Um, and then they also have a GT4 car, which is the, the next step up in, in this company of cars. Oh, okay. Yeah. And obviously that is that just raced in the UK or do you guys travel outside the UK? Um, I personally in this series only stay in the UK, okay. but I think Janata do have a few series around the world, but it's obviously quite a small brand, so not that well known yet. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, so you get to stay more local and you don't have to travel as much. So. No, just in the UK. Okay. Yeah. And um, so obviously with that, um, have you always like wanted to race? Like, was this something that you did that you've been wanting to do since you were little or was this just something that you fell into? Um sort of what I fell into I've always been into cars and into motorsport and had a passion for it and interested watching it and a few of our family and friends participated in it so that's kind of got me into it started going to racetracks getting the feel buzz of it all and I just loved it and since I just went to the tracks I just got more and more passionate about it and one of our friends was lucky enough to get me into motorsport he did a bit of different things around um, and we followed him around and he was lucky enough to get me into it so it's only not since I was very little, but I've always, I've always loved it. Okay. So now you did mention you did the Janetta Junior Series. Now, what, like, what, what did you do prior to that? Or was that the first, um, like, was that the first racing that you did? Yeah, that was the first racing I did. So I, I started quite late. So I did the Winter Series in 2021, uh, which is just one weekend of four races. Oh. And then I went and did the full series um last year but obviously norm normally people do karting but i just went straight into the deep end into cars so yeah that was where it all started for me. Oh, okay yeah so you're you're brand new to racing then because if you started in 2021 and you didn't race before then so you you're only yeah. two years in so oh wow okay yeah so you are brand yeah. new um <laughs> And which is, is not bad at all. I mean, you know, some people that that's just what they do, especially if you grow up, like you don't grow up around like being in like a racing family or, or anything like that. A lot of times you do end up starting a lot later because, you know, yeah. you, you weren't um, exposed to it. Like, you know, somebody that has been around it their whole lives. So no, I totally get that. And, and that, and there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, you're still young. I mean, you were 15 when you started. So you're not, you know, it's not like you waited till you were an adult to start racing. So, yeah. So, I mean, you still have time, um, yeah. you know, to develop and, you know, become, you know, a better driver. Um, you know, that you still have plenty of seat time, um, you know, to go. So, yeah, but okay. Yeah. yeah. So, um, 
So your parents, obviously, they would have had to fund this at the beginning, you know, until you got sponsors and everything. So yeah. was that something that they were just automatically supportive of or? Um, so I've been quite lucky and lucky with sponsors um, oh, okay. for helping me along the way. Um, obviously, as a family, we have had to put some in and right. it obviously is difficult. Motorsport is so expensive. <laughs> um, so sponsorship and partnership is so so key and it's something you have to work towards and build those relationships um but my parents have always been supportive even if it's not just to do with the money just at the track and everything they've always been supportive of it oh well no that's good um, i'm glad that uh, you know that you had that type of support system and that you know your parents were just like you know, even though, you know, it was kind of late, you're, you're like, I want, I want to, you know, I want to race. And they were okay with that. And just letting you, yeah. you know, just jump in and do that. Um, you know, cause m- most parents, you know, are supportive no matter what their children want to do, but obviously motorsport is not the safest thing. Right. And yeah, so, for, right, exactly. <laughs> and for your parents to just be like, you know, yeah, we'll let you do it. You know, um, (laughs) it it, is great because yeah, with them not growing up or like, you know, with them not doing racing, um, you know, you're not coming from that background for them to just be okay with it. You know, most parents freak out if if their kid wants to jump into a race car, if, you know, (laughs) if they haven't been around racing, but for your parents to just be 100% okay with it, that, you know, that's an amazing thing. But yeah, so obviously, um, now, I don't know, like, what your racing seasons are like in the UK. But like, do you guys pretty much have like an end date, like a beginning and ending date? Like, are you guys at the end of your season now? or, Or is it still continuing? Yeah, so it's kind of from about March, April time till about October is the race season. Oh, and then um, okay. you have about 10 rounds in, so 10 different weekends in those in that time frame. Um, so I was racing last weekend and now I've got one weekend left at the end of October. Okay. And then that's it for the season and then it will restart again in March, April oh, time. Okay. And well, so actually, and I find that funny because then you guys have the exact same schedule as we do here where I am. Oh yeah. So, um, and the thing is it's different all over the U S but where I live in Louisiana, that's exactly how ours is. Like it starts middle of March and then it ends at the very end of October. So I actually found that really odd that you guys have like the exact same (laughs) schedule because most people like here, um, in like different parts of the U S like, especially further up North, they only race in the summer and that's it Yeah, because they've done so early. They can't, well, they can't really race any other time because it's too cold. (laughs) So they kind (laughs) of have no choice, but to race in the summer. Um, and, and they also have four seasons, but here, like it doesn't snow here or anything like that, but it does start to get colder at the end of October. So that's when most people stop. But in Florida, they run year round because it's always hot over there. They just have a totally different weather pattern than everybody else in the rest of the country, but they run year round. Um, and so, yeah, so I was, so I was wondering, like, you know, cause I know it's different everywhere, but yeah, you guys have the same schedule as us. So, um, 
Yeah, because our very last race is the is that weekend of like Halloween. Um, yeah, it's pretty much right there around that time. Um, that's our very last race of the season. So yeah, I think ours is the twenty second and twenty third of October. Okay. But yeah, the same. We don't run through winter, obviously. It can get quite wet and rainy here. Yeah, <laughs> in the UK, in England, I mean, you guys so. actually have all four seasons, you know, yeah. so, yeah, so you really couldn't be, well, no, I take that back. There are people that race cars on ice, so, you yeah. know, but yeah, no, I don't, I don't think, I don't see how that's very safe. <laughs> yeah, um, I actually, uh, um, my husband had showed me where, because my husband used to race sprint cars, and, um, they somewhere up north. Um, I think it's, I don't. I think it's Minnesota, maybe. But they like there's there's one place where they, sometimes they will race these sprint cars on ice, like on frozen lakes. They just, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. I would not do that. But no. I mean, they they use you know they use like the right type of tires for ice yeah it stuff, changed, you know changed, yeah, they yeah. change all that thankfully because yeah there's no way you could run um <laughs> regular tires on on ice but yeah they actually do that in certain places so i was very shocked because i didn't realize that people do that but yeah so yeah. some people do actually race year round they just put different tires on and go race across <laughs> an ice lake you know so but yeah, different kind. Yeah. So no, so I think that's really awesome that you know that you started, you know, your career only two years ago. And like you've already done so much, you know, for yourself. So um so I mean, what's next for you? Are you just gonna stay in the Janetta series or you know, I'm I'm not really sure like what series you guys have except um, I know, like, the only thing I knew about was Formula Woman, you know, because um, I had Jody Sloss and Alicia, you know, Barrett on here. But, um, you know, and they're doing the um, the GT uh, series, you know, through them. So is that really mm-hmm. the only other thing that you could possibly go to, like, if you stayed in the GT cars? Or is there any other series that you can run? Um there's loads of series here in the UK to be honest. The main oh. one is British GT. Uh, so that's GT3 and GT4 cars. That's kind of the main GT event here. Um, and then like those two do GT Cup. That's another one. And there's also one called the British Endurance Championship. So it's again very similar to GT Cup. Um, so there's a lot of GT cars and endurance opportunities here to be honest. Um, I would love to do a second year in the car that I'm in now just to keep progressing and obviously I'm still quite new so there's still so much to learn um but it all just depends on partnership and and teams and what's available um so yeah we'll just have to see but it'd be really good to do a second year in this car I think yeah yeah I mean yeah and if you you know two years is not a long time to have, you know, been in a specific type of car, you know, it, it takes time. Um, my husband is going through that right now because he went from sprint car to a dirt late model, totally different car, like yeah. completely different. And this, this, is, this is his third year. And he's finally like at that point where like, he's actually like really, 
you know, moving through the field and he's actually getting really a hang of the car because Mm -hmm. you learn bad habits whenever you switch from one car to the next. So you're very fortunate because you haven't had to do that. So you have, you know, you haven't picked up those habits of like, oh, well, I can't drive. I can't drive this car like this other car. You know, I have to unlearn that stuff. So you actually have to do that. So that's actually a good thing that you started straight in the car that you are in, you know, that you've been in for two years because for people, because I mean, and I've interviewed multiple people, but that's what they've said. Every time that they have switched or moved up into another car, you know, Mm -hmm. they, it, it takes a lot of, you know, time to, you know, balance that because it's like they have to unlearn things and you don't you don't have yeah. to do that <laughs> so so that makes it yeah, different techniques and things yeah yeah, definitely. yeah i think from the junior car the one of the things that took me a while to get used to is in the junior car we have a sequential gearbox so you just pull the the gear shifter here and then on the car now it's on paddles so when i first started oh, okay. this car i would go to grab grab the the gear shifter and it wouldn't be there and I'm like oh it's on the paddles because you're just so used to going over here it's just like muscle memory right. to go get it and then you actually need to do it here so it took a couple of runs to <laughs> to remember um, yeah. and driving that car for a couple of years but yeah it's things like that it's just like every different car every car is different and you've mm-hmm. just got to adjust and learn to drive that one I'm sure if you would have had like video of yourself in the car when that was happening, that'd be hilarious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like you're like doing this it. and you're like, wait, there's nothing there. And then you're, <laughs> just, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but, and that makes sense because obviously, yeah, you, you got so used to doing this all the time mm-hmm. in front of you that it's like, you forgot that this car doesn't have that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, cause you're just jumping in and just ready and you're not, you know, so yeah, I yeah. totally get that. But, but, but it is funny. That would have been like amazing if you would have got that, like on a GoPro or something. <laughs> yeah. I need to find it. That would be funny. Yeah. But no, but still, um, yeah. But besides that though, like are the juniors or the junior cars really any different from you know, the car that you're driving now? Yeah, so the junior cars are a lot smaller and they run on road tyres. Okay. Um, whereas the cars now run on slicks, so that is quite a big difference. Um, oh, yeah, that and is the, a big difference. The engines are a lot, yeah, the engines are a lot bigger. Uh, the juniors are 1.6 litre and this one's a 3.7 V6, so they're a lot wow. bigger <laughs> and then obviously the car's a lot bigger. Um so yeah it's, it's quite a big step up but I okay. think it was really really good for me and I've learned a lot this year and the people that I race against they have so much experience in these cars it's so good to just go back and forth with them for 20 minutes just learning and gaining the experience really. Now with the junior cars is there like an age limit like where where you guys automatically have to move up? Yeah so uh, it's for 14 to 17 year olds okay. so you have to you have to start you could start the year 16 and turn 17 within the year and still carry on but if you're 17 you, you can't you can't do that right year. you have to move up into the, yes. the regular gt car okay yeah well then that makes sense okay but but you guys start at 17 i mean i mean you end at 17 but you start at 14 so okay yeah, so, so the earliest you can enter is 14 and then you it. have to leave when you're 17 
Got it. Okay. Now, so most of the so most of the people that raced before they were fourteen, they would have started in like carts, right? Is that yeah? Yeah. Most people will do karting up to that age, um, or maybe when they're sixteen and then do a year of juniors. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, most people in in juniors they've had a long history of karting. Right. Okay. Yeah. I was just wondering, like, you know, what is like if you when you're not 14 what you're racing so you guys would pretty much just race carts that's about all you have or do you guys have any other cars that you know kids can do as well yeah so there's there's Janetta juniors and then there's uh ford fiestas uh for juniors and there's also citroen saxos for juniors so there's three different championships for cars like for circuit racing that you can do here um but then before that you have i think it's either I'm pretty sure it's 14 for all of them so before that you can't do cars but yeah there's lots of opportunities for children well when I was that age it was great to go in when there's you're all the same age and then going up to adults is it's quite a big step and it's different yeah yeah but I I do love that in the UK they have so much racing available to children because that's the problem that we have here in the states is that um, depending on where you live, you might live in an area that doesn't really have any road courses. Like for example, where I live, we only have one road course. That's it. Um, and the thing is, so we mainly have dirt tracks. So if you're somebody that really wants to like build their career up, like on the road course side, you would have to leave here you know you'd have to move like you'd have to leave your home you know to be able to do that and of course you know for some people you know they're not able to afford that or they're not able to get the sponsorship to do that mm-hmm. but yeah so we kind of have that issue because it's like it's really broken up around here so where we live it's mainly dirt tracks so if you want to be in dirt you know on dirt you have plenty of opportunity here, but if you want to do asphalt racing, like oval racing, or if you want to do road course racing, there's nothing here. So you've got one road course. Um, and then that's it. So we used to have one oval, but, um, they closed it down. So there's nothing, there's nothing else unless you want to go six or seven hours away from home for to, you know, the closest oval yeah from from my house here silverstone's an hour and a half yeah and they say that like that's the journey (laughs) (laughs) and there's there's two other tracks that are about six hours away but that's as far as they go all the others are within that (laughs) and we call that a journey but i can't imagine in america is how far it is to all of them yeah it was every weekend yeah so with the like for the dirt track we're close like i mean we're about mm, maybe 20 minutes which is not bad um but then like the road course is almost an hour it's about 45 minutes from our house but like i said like you know that there's you know, not many people really race out Mm -hmm. there. Um, and then you do have drag strips here. So we have two of them and one of them is 45 minutes away. The other one's 20 minutes away from where I live. But, um, and then you have some tracks further up towards the North part of the state, but that's how big our state is. Like Mm -hmm. to get to the very top of the state from here is six hours. 
<laughs> so, <laughs> to cross over into the next state up is six hours for me. That's crazy. So yeah, so I mean, it, it, it like, you literally will stay in the same state for almost seven hours before you cross over <laughs> into another one. Um, yeah. so yeah, it, it's crazy how that works, but, um, but yeah, so that's another thing too. It's like, if we want to go to certain tracks, because now a lot of our tracks have closed down here. So we only have one track that we can run at and they only run every other week. And then after that, we can't run anywhere because the other tracks that we could go to that are still open, they're at the top of the at the top of the state yeah. so it's six hours away <laughs> and there's no way we could do that so yeah so we so we you know just stay very local but i mean and we're okay with that like that like my husband's not trying to like you know really do anything bigger than like local and like just kind of doing it on the weekends at the moment mm -hmm. i mean he's he keeps saying he wants to like get out of his car and give it to our daughter if she's 15. Like she wants to race. Yeah. But she said that she doesn't want that because she wants to have her own car so she can race him. Uh, getting two late models. Yeah, she pretty much just like told me I had to fund a whole team. And didn't even like didn't <laughs> ask me. She just pretty much told me that I have to find <laughs> So so yeah. Um so yeah, I'm that that's gonna be like next thing on my list, probably next season is getting her a car. And so then I'm gonna have we're gonna have like two two cars, but I'm like, okay, that means like I'm gonna have to like start selling some sponsorships on this podcast to fund this race mm -hmm. thing that my daughter just told me I had to fund, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. But yeah, but no, so it, it's crazy. But here, and that, and that that's the thing, like you can, so we have, well, at least on the dirt side, I don't really know much about the road course side out here. Um, but on this side, um, you have what's called mini wedges. So they're like really small, like go-karts that they put, you know, on dirt, but it has like a, a you know, it has a roll cage on it. Um, those, they start racing, I think at like four. Um, yeah, no, they're little, <laughs> like four to, I think it's 13, um, 12 or 13. And then after that, um, they can move up. There's only, um, so you, she, you can move up into, um, they're, well, they call them here, like they'll call them stingers or bang bangers. I mean, it, they're just little small economy cars that are yeah. busted and, you know, they put a roll cage in them. Um, so you have, you have some that are in there and they're around the same age. So they're like 13 to like 15, 16. And then you, and then after that, you can move up into a bigger car. So with the, the late model that he races, like, I, I, I don't really know if there's really an age limit, but I know the youngest kid that we had racing in it was 16. So I'm assuming it's 16, but then I don't know. Like, I've never had anybody say what the age limit was. So I have no idea if they can be younger and race them. 
um, because it, it really depends on who sanctions it, I think. And I, but we just haven't had anybody else raise. He was like the only one. And now he's not even 16 anymore. He's off at college, you know, but so we don't have any, you know, kids, any teenagers running in the late models right now anyway. So I'm not really sure what it is. I'm assuming it was probably 16. Um, but you just never know. Cause this here, the sanctions change wherever you go. So unfortunately that's a bad thing because if you go to a track that you normally don't go to, you might not know the rules because the rules change. Um, cause here, well, at least with the dirt late models, um, they are sanctioned by Crete, uh, for, uh, what is it? Crate racing USA, but only they only are sanctioned at so many tracks. So if you go to a track that's not sanctioned by them, then you don't know what the rules are. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. So unless you go to one of their the one of the tracks that they are that they you know are sanctioned, you you don't know. You're just kind of going into something blindly and hoping for the best. <laughs> Or you never know, like if you're, if you are a teenager and you were able to run a crate late model somewhere else, and then you try and go to, you know, a race somewhere else that's not sanctioned, you know, but the sanction that you usually run, there's a chance you might be too young and then you can't race at all. So, you know, so I don't, you know, so it's different everywhere. Yeah, unfortunately, (laughs) it's like if there was a set rule you know rules across the country probably be a lot easier because then people would know um but yeah other than that you're you know you're kind of having to figure it out you know either go to their website if they have one because there's some site there's some tracks they don't do you know social media stuff and they don't do all of that you know so yeah so you just have to you know hope that it's a track that you actually know you know if you know if you can race at or what yeah so it yeah it's really weird here it like it's not it's not all synchronized (laughs) so yeah but um but yeah no i'm i'm glad that like you were able to like really you know do something with your career in such a short period of time i mean i've seen your social media um and for everybody out out there that um you know hasn't followed leona in the past all of her social media links and her website and everything will be in the show notes. So you guys can easily, you know, follow her journey and, you know, see what's going on over there in the UK, you know, cause most of us, you know, aren't, you know, familiar with the Janetta series, but you know, um, this might be, you know, something that some people might actually want to, you know, know about and watch. So is, is the Janetta series like available? Like, is it streamed or something like that for people out here to watch it yeah yeah it's all streamed on youtube all of the races it's just janetta tv and then all the past races and then all the ones upcoming are live streamed on there on youtube okay well and and that'll and that'll also be in the show notes as well so you guys can go you know follow their youtube you know go to their website and you know see what they're all about you know maybe follow some other drivers, you know, and make, and, and also watch, you know, the races when you can. I know there's obviously a six to seven hour difference here in the U S to, to the UK. So guys, you know, some of these races might be 
way too early for some of us to watch. <laughs> but I mean, we can yeah. at least watch the replays and you know, yeah, exactly. guys, since you are a smaller series. And, you know, I think it, it's really good for people to, you know, outside of, you know, the UK, outside of the UK to know who you guys are. Um, because, you know, it, it's not, it's not a series that I had ever actually heard of. And the crazy thing is, is my daughter <laughs> it was the one that found out about the Janetta series. She was the one that showed me. And I had no idea. So I don't know how she came across it. But obviously, you guys, social media, the stuff that you are got, you're doing is obviously working because my 15-year-old daughter here in the States somehow found out about the Netta series from Instagram. And I don't know how. Because she told me about it. And I'm like, Genetic series. I know. How did you find that? <laughs> yeah, and I didn't even think to ask her how she found that, but she did, and so I'm um, I'm grateful that she found that because that's why you were here. <laughs> so, yeah. so it worked out. But yeah, so thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story, and um, I appreciate you taking you know the time because I know it's really late <laughs> for you. <laughs> It, it would be it'd be almost 11 p.m. right there yeah right Nearly. okay so yeah so it's very late for Leona and I'm glad that you know she was able to come on and share her story so thank you uh, thank you very much for having me of course well guys that's it I hope you enjoyed that episode with Leona I know I did um and it was great learning more about the Janetta series um and so I hope that you guys learned um, something new and that you guys check out the Janetta series on YouTube. I will have that link in the show notes and all of Leona's social media as well. So you guys can follow her journey and also support the Janetta series since they are a smaller uh, brand. So, you know, they can get some international support as well. Um, and yeah, that's it guys. So tune in on Wednesday night if you're a VIP or on Thursday um, if you are not for the next episode. Okay, so take care and go out there and manifest your best life.